Hi, this is Erica, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 10-year-old Patrick Alford, who went missing from his hometown of Brooklyn, New York, on January 22, 2010. At the time of his disappearance, he was 4 foot 8, 65 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. He was last seen wearing a red t-shirt, blue jeans, and a blue and black Michael Jordan sneakers. Patrick is biracial. He is half black and half Hispanic. Patrick also has a scar on his left eyebrow. If you know of Patrick Alford's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Patrick Alford, please click on the link on the, vo the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. This is voiceamericakids.com. It's time for Speaking of Sports, your weekly look inside at the stats, scores, opinions, and facts from a kid's point of view. You can't miss one moment of the action going on in the next hour. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Sports here on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. I'm Caleb Bushy, and I currently my friend and co-host Sam Brennan is not currently joining me right now, so it's just going to be me on the radio just by myself, and you know, it. In this month of January, kicking off the new year, 2013, a lot of stuff has happened. We talk about college football had a another blowout result in the BCS championship. The NHL lockout finally comes to an end, and also we'll also um, be talking about fighting, as we saw about Manny Manny Pacquiao and Marquez. Um, Marquez for how Marquez beat Pacquiao. That was huge, and then also. The UFC, how Cain Velasquez defeated Junior Dos Santos to win the heavyweight championship, which Junior Dos Santos beat Velasquez just a year ago. So a lot to be talking about, and it's only January, and this New Year has arrived. But I want to talk, start talking about the NHL, and it has been over a four-month lockout that this has happened, and... Uh, Basically, what happens is that the players, they're requesting more money. And basically, each month, the NHL is trying to offer them a new CBA, which is a deal that will, like, pay them money for the players and the owners. And uh, they just, rules really hard to come to a deal because the players kept on refusing. And, you know, it kind of shows them that they're really, really greedy. And, you know, they get paid millions and millions of dollars just for playing a hockey game. And it's just not enough for them. But finally, just on January, this January in the new year, they finally signed a CBA, which is a new 10-year collective bargaining agreement. So this lockout will not be happening for another 10 years. And uh, the NHL season will be a about a 40-game season, so a very short season that will occur. The season will be getting on January 14, 2013. It's going to be huge because basically it's a very short season. But like that, you never know who can become the Stanley Cup champion. And it could be huge. All you have to do is just win a few games because it's a very short season. So, you know, and then Gary Bettman, that, uh, the commissioner of the NHL, uh, he apologized to all the fans in the NHL uh, nation about the lockout and the cancellation because it's uh, very, very bad for business to undergo a lockout and uh, not have one hockey games. And, you know, it's very sad, but, you know, it's just business. The players just wanted more money. And so that's how things went. And, yeah. So let's also talk about college football in the bowl championship series. It was huge. We had the all the original four bowl games: the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and Orange Bowl. Also, also very important in 2014, there will be a a little bit of a playoff bracket, which will be kind of like there'll be two semifinals, and those two semifinals will either lead to one of one of the uh, one of the bowl games in the bowl championship series and one in the BCS national championship. Now, I don't know the whole statistic of it. I know the winner will be going to a bowl, bowl championship series game. 
which includes either Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar, or Orange Bowl. Or um, I know for sure that they'll probably do the BCS National Championship. The winner will go there. So it'll be huge. And, uh, you know, for the loser, they might go to a BCS Bowl game or maybe a non-bowl game. But it's very interesting how they're going to have at least playoff, uh, playoff games. So they basically have to earn their way to the bowl game. It's very interesting because... This year, this year's matchup, the BCS National Championship, was between Notre Dame and Alabama. And once again, the final score is a little bit worse than last year's. I mean, last year's was LSU and Alabama, and Alabama won 21-0. In this game, Alabama beat Notre Dame 42-14. That's probably more scoring than last year. At least Notre Dame got to at least get some points up. But, you know, it's just very... uh. It was probably a very boring BCS year for the championship, but again, it, it's the first time Alabama and the first team to win a back-to-back championship in the BCS, so it's very interesting and, you know, huge. But honestly, I, I, I wouldn't have think Notre Dame, they should have gone to the BCS National Championship because they are undefeated, but they are independent conference team, so... They pretty much had a very easy schedule when you look at their schedule. And, you know, it, it was pretty easy for them. But when they went up against a huge high-scoring SEC team, they just get shredded. And, you know, the BCS National Championships matchup was supposed to be number one Kansas State and number two Oregon. But just two weeks before the college football season ended, on the same night, Kansas State took on the rival Baylor. And Baylor's like... They only get only got three wins in the series, season. The rest of the season, they all lost. And, you know, without Robin Griffin III, they've done terrible. And it turns out Baylor just destroyed Kansas State. They defeated Kansas State by a 30-point blowout. And it was huge. I, I think it was a 30-point blowout, but I know it's probably more than that. You know, it's uh, very shocking for Kansas State. It was even more shocking is that Oregon lost their game, too. Because they lost an overtime on, against Stanford. And, you know, very sad. I mean, Stanford, I can understand that is a very competitive team for them. But, you know, Stanford can be, I think they're only like a rank rank under like 10. And Oregon was like rank number two. It's They go from rank number two down to rank number four. And, you know, it's just very bad for Oregon go, coming so close to the BCS National Championship. But at least both of these teams got to compete to each other in the Fiesta Bowl. But Oregon was the one that prevailed and uh, getting at least a less than 20-point blowout for Kansas State. And they defeated K-State to win the Fiesta Bowl 35-17. to So a very successful year for the Oregon Ducks. They ended the season great, but not the way they wanted to, to go because they were... Um, they're expecting to go to the BCS National Championship. So, you know, things didn't really go out as they planned, but hopefully there's better luck next year for this Oregon franchise. Otherwise, we also look at the Orange Bowl between Northern Illinois and Florida State. And, you know, the rules are in the Orange Bowl that it's always an SEC champion at large. So it's probably an at-large team means it's got to be, like, at least the top four teams in college football. And this time, they selected Northern Illinois of the Mid-American Conference, which is a MAC conference. And that is, uh, MAC conference is really uh, one of the worst conferences you'll ever find. So, the MAC conference, yeah, they're not so good. But Northern Illinois got selected to go to the Orange Bowl to take on Florida State. Uh, it looked like they are going to win at sorts. They got some interceptions, but... It wasn't good enough to beat Florida State. Florida State won 31-10 to to become the Orange Bowl champions, and they had a huge uh, successful game. So moving on, we talk about the Sugar Bowl. I think it was number, rank number 23. I uh, can't remember. It was under 20, between 20 or 25. The Sugar Bowl, Louisville and Florida. Florida uh, from the SEC. They were, it was supposed to be Alabama, but... Since Alabama went to the BCS National Championship, they decided to put Florida in instead because usually the rules are it's a Sugar Bowl team versus an at-large team. But 
Florida was ranked number three in college football, and they got shredded against a, a rank between 20 or 25. And, you know, it's very shocking to see Louisville just destroy Florida. And, you know, but it's kind of nice to see an upset for the Sugar Bowl. But Louisville won the Sugar Bowl by a 10-point lead, 33-23 to 23 over Florida. So let's go back to the first bowl championship series game, which, the, which was the Rose Bowl between Wisconsin and Stanford. This was Wisconsin's second year into the Rose Bowl. So they have had a great year. And, you know, last year they got defeated by Oregon in the, in, in the Rose Bowl. But it just wasn't good enough to beat Stanford this time. And, you know, they lost to Stanford in the Rose Bowl. And, you know, it kind of stinks because this is their second appearance in the Rose Bowl. And they lost last year and they lose this year against uh, Stanford this time. So uh, a lot of unexpected things for Wisconsin. But, you know. If they just keep on going. But usually it was supposed to be Ohio State. But again, Ohio State is in a bowl ban. So not good for them. But Wisconsin are the Big Ten championships champions. They won the uh, Big Ten champion in their conference, the Big Ten. They beat Nebraska. So they're doing great. But not enough to win the Rose Bowl. So it was a huge year. So, you know, this year in college football was a huge year. It's a lot of blowouts, we'd say, in the bowl championship series. So, we'll uh, talk about more sports later, but when when we come back. So, you're listening to Speaking of Sports on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. You're listening. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Speaking of Sports here on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. I'm Kayla Bushy, and once again, my co-host Sam Brennan is not with me right now, so it's just me on the mic right now. So as you see earlier, we were talking about the college football season and how uh, the BCS is just a blowouts for many of the BCS games, but, you know, maybe next year we might see some very close games in the BCS. So, moving on, we're going to talk about more football, including a football league you probably never even heard of for some of you. It's called the Arena Football League, AFL for short. And uh, if you've never heard of the Arena Football League, it is a indoor football league, at least a 50-yard field, and it is a it's a great sport. And I think it's a lot better than the NFL because there's a lot of hitting. It's more uh, dangerous if you play in the AFL than the NFL. But, yeah, I think it's more exciting. There's side, there's no sidelines. There's walls. So if the players, if they go outside, if they go out of bounds, they hit into a wall. So it's just very interesting. We actually got to broadcast during football league games 
here on Kids Star Radio was uh, last March. We uh, broadcasted Arizona Rattlers football. Was a great year because the Arizona Rattlers they won the Arena Bowl championship. We broadcasted all the nine home games, including the two playoff home games, and then they went to the uh, the championship, what they call the Arena Bowl, and uh, it was in New Orleans. And me and Sam were able to go down to New Orleans and broadcast the championship. So it was very uh very exciting to see the Arizona Rattlers and witness. Rattlers winning the uh, Arena Bowl championship, so it was, it was very exciting. We look forward to doing that again because we're going to be doing that again because we'll be broadcasting Arizona Rattlers football uh, this upcoming March on Kids Star Radio Network, and then also we'll have uh, be broadcasting other teams too. We'll be broadcasting the Chicago Rush is going to Chicago Rush is going to be on board, and also. We're also uh, planning to have the uh, the Orlando Predators, so it'll be very interesting, and we cannot wait. And um, so, the Arena Football League is a great sports league. It's I think it's a lot better than NFL because you can't you can't punt, and you know you don't want to go out of bounds because you'll get hit into the wall. And you know it's a lot better than the NFL. It's more intense and. You know, if you believe I'm wrong, then you're going to have to go out to a game because it's very interesting. But, yeah. So, anyways, moving on uh, from the AFL, the Arena Football League, we talk about, uh, go back to boxing. If you're listening to uh, last episode, we were talking about um, Manny Pacquiao and Marquez uh, Four. Uh, they faced off for the fourth time, and Marquez beat Pacquiao in a knockout in about the uh, fifth or sixth round. So uh, I, I was going to bring my uh, sports analysis from uh, last episode, uh, Cornelius Hanna, and he works uh, for Fox Sports, and uh, he's al- he's also uh, worked with Kidstar Radio. So, in uh, Cornelius, I heard there's uh, a Pacquiao and Marquez fight number five, which is coming this upcoming September. Yeah. Uh, let's say it's September, probably mid-September they're going to be going at it. Uh, it hasn't been an official yet. Uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao wants to fight him. Uh, Marquez wants to fight, and you can only think about the money and the dollars involved. The The fourth fight had the highest pay-per-view ever for any boxing event. or I, I don't know if it's any sporting event ever, but it was big money, big dollars. Who who else is out there right now that is um, who else is out there right now that is able to bring in money like that as a as an opponent for either Manny or Marquez to fight? There is nobody out there, not even Mayweather. Mayweather will not be able to bring this in, um, and here's the reason why, and the reason why there'll be a fifth fight. Yeah. One, I, there's a few of them. One, people want to see this again because now there's a rival. Now there is some interest in a way of the sport of boxing and these are two very popular people now because of what they did together and how it ended and how dramatic it was and how unexpected it was and you know a, we're talking Manny Pacquiao is is that that unconquerable kind of fighter where you nobody thought he can ever be beaten say yeah like the Mike Tyson when Mike Tyson was knocked out by Buster Douglas it, it, it came out of nowhere well, this fight didn't come out of nowhere that he lost Manny because some people thought Manny could lose the fight. But the knockout, the way it went down, shocked the world, shocked yeah. a lot of people. So now everybody's locked in. And there's millions and millions of dollars involved. Yeah. Okay, this is where they're making big money. Marquez knows this is his big payday. He's not going to get it anybody else because of this. The, the international world, the Mexicos of the world, the Philippines of the world, the United States of the world, are all going to want to watch it. Not include this. Also includes the Canadas, you know, Europe's, who are all going to tap in. This is going to be big. Um, so our fifth fight is now about to be taken care of only if Manny passes more CAT scans for any kind of uh, dementia issues that are lingering. That maybe he has had some maybe uh, a damage uh, from being hit so hard. Okay, so he is going through a, a, a series of tests. Um, his uh, promoter, Bob Aram from Top Rank, 
is going to give him uh, some of the best ones in, uh, that he knows. He's, so Manny's going to do some testing. Uh, he wants to fight. His family does not want Manny to fight. Doesn't want him to fight. They want him. His wife doesn't want him to see him anymore. It scared the Belijis out of her when he, she saw her husband flat out like that on the mat. Well, I can, I can see why. Because, you know, it, it's very hard to step in that ring and suffer a lot of injuries. And you got to see, like, there's a lot of blood involved in each mm -hmm. fight. And they've created such a huge rivalry. I think Pacquiao wants to come back for more. He does. And he doesn't want to go out like this. He does have a contract that lasted 2014 with top rank. So I don't know if the contract forces him to fight uh, unless there is a legitimate medical um, excuse for him not to fight anymore. And I think it breaks the contract. So I think what may be happening also on the other side is that top rank boxing is going to make sure that he's clear to fight. Then he has to obey his contract that he recently signed with Tom Frank to go through 2014. It, nobody's really said that, but it yeah. makes sense. Manny, yeah. You know, but if Manning doesn't want to, if Man, maybe Manning doesn't really want to fight, maybe maybe this is being forced upon him. I hope not, because you do not want to step into a ring and and fight. You yeah. have to be 100% locked in to fight. The fight is brutal. So so um, Caleb. Is there going to be a fifth fight? It's very close to of happening in September. So uh, it, it's going to happen on a weekend of football. It's going to happen on a weekend of college football. It, it may happen right around where the U.S. Open tennis is closing up. It could be a – when will it happen? We don't know. Uh, but in September. But it, it, it's looking very, very good. Oh, yeah. It's very exciting because these uh – two fighters they've created such a huge rivalry and uh we look back in the first fight in uh 2005 it was a pay-per-view event and it was uh, a 12 round fight and it was decided by a draw mm -hmm. so very shocking so no one won that one the second fight was about uh 2008 was it mm -hmm. 2008 and uh pacquiao defeated marquez by one point split decision so that was huge. And then uh, the third fight was uh, in 2011, and uh, Pacquiao won again by a uh, seven-point seven decision over uh, Marquez. So Pacquiao won the last two fights so far. And then Marquez finally uh, got his revenge just last December um, when he defeated Pacquiao in a knockout. So yeah, very and, shocking. And as you know, we talked about this before. Manny was winning that fight. He was about to go up two rounds in that fight if he just stayed away for one more second. Exactly. <laughs> if he stays away one more second, this fight, we wouldn't be talking about a fifth fight. Yeah. Because Manny would end up winning because uh, of Marquez's really broken nose that was gushing blood. He couldn't breathe. In time, he would have just fatigued, would have hit and kicked him out uh, to where he wouldn't be able to fight. Either they stopped the fight or he gets knocked down because of, of the – a fatigue issue so sooner or later that was going to kick in but Manny made a mistake he was too aggressive he got a little too greedy for whatever reason he wanted to knock him out um, didn't have to go to that extent with uh, with seconds remaining in a round and maybe I would assume his great trainer in the corner Freddie Roach would have said to him back off Manny don't go he's got you got him and yeah. he didn't maybe his his trainer didn't get a chance to talk to him for that one second that Manny got knocked out in, which was pretty dramatic. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, you t I told you I was ringside for that, and that was amazing. It, it was just – it was like somebody just really hit you in the back of the head, and you yeah. just don't know what happened. You just don't know what happened until you look and stare at it and go, oh, wow. And, and yeah. then he doesn't move, which mm -hmm. is even scarier. I remember looking over at uh, uh, former uh, uh, president candidate um, Mitt Romney and his wife. Yeah. He la uh, he landed literally um, Pacquiao when he fell down, mm -hmm. face his face on the mat facing towards in the front row of Mitt Romney and his wife, <laughs> and their their faces were just off off the charts. I wish I had the camera on that shot. That would have been good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a huge rivalry, and if Pacquiao won, it probably would be uh, the rivalry would have been over by now. So yeah, a very huge rivalry, but. We're going to take a break for now, so you're listening to Speaking of Sports 
here on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids Channel. And a reminder, we're at, uh, here at the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona. So stick around for more Speaking of Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports here on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. We're broadcasting live from the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so moving on from boxing, we talk about uh, NBA, NBA basketball, and uh, you know a lot of stuff going on with the L.A. Lakers and uh, how Dwight Howard is injured. So, you know... It's not really uh, good for the Lakers. I mean, this team uh, started out uh, firing Mike Brown after three or four games. And uh, very sad to hear uh, Mike Brown go away. But um, on top of that, they hired Mike D'Antoni, who uh, they, he coached the Knicks, the New York Knicks, just last year in 2012. And uh, he resigned. So uh, Mike D'Antoni... Decided to go coach the Lakers. He, he's never coached the Lakers, so this is his first time coaching them. And uh, for the first time, he's ever he's gonna he gets to coach Steve Nash because he coached the Suns and uh, he was with Nash. Now he gets to coach Nash and the other stars, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, and uh, uh, Meta World Peace, all the great Laker players. But you know, I think uh, the Lakers. Since Dwight Howard is injured right now, basically, if you do bad during uh, the start of the season, it's not going to look good for the playoffs. And you won't. The Lakers, and they have this point where they do really great in the season, and then they tend to like screw up in the end, and 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 they do end up getting in the playoffs, but they don't really get that good of a seed, and they ended up taking on a huge competitor. Like last year, they took on Oklahoma City, which is the number two seed, and they ended up knocking them out. So it was huge. And the same way as the Clippers, they were um, they were a few games away from getting a huge, really good seed, at least the, the third seed, and then they dropped down from the third seed. And, you know, they, they won their first round. Both of the teams did, and but both LA, the L.A. Clippers, they got eliminated in a series sweep against the number one seed San Antonio so once again I mean it's just really great teams they just tend to screw up in the end it's just very sad but you know you you kind of get this point where you know you know oh we got this covered but you know in the end you gotta pay attention because the season's not over yet and when the playoffs come the teams can get very competitive. We saw one year when uh, Indiana almost beat Chicago, the Chicago Bulls, and uh, you know Chicago didn't have uh, ended up the, eliminating Indiana to win the first series. So yeah, and then also 
Derrick Rose will be returning soon for the Chicago Bulls. And uh, he's supposed to this year. Last year, he got injured uh, in the playoffs. And uh, not very good news, especially for Chicago right in the playoffs. They started off the season very slow, getting a lot of losses. But hopefully Derrick Rose can come back for them and uh, get them back where they were to normal. So, uh, anyways, we talk about um, L the L.A. Lakers with Steve Nash and uh, um, Cornelius. I mean, what do you think about uh, Steve Nash and what's going on with the Lakers in the contract? Oh, he's not going to go anywhere. He's 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 a Laker to the end now. Um, he's he's going to probably retire a Laker um, because he's at the end of his career. He's looking for a championship. He's playing on a team that has a lot of talent. From, from really their, their five, starting five, talent-wise, and what we've known these players have done in the past, is, a, is an all-star team. I mean, Nash, Dwight Howard, Paul Gasol, Meadowell Peace, Kobe Bryant, okay? Uh, you know, I just named a few there. But, but, when you, but then what happens after those guys are not in the game or they're hurt, the team is not as strong as it used to be. And that's something I've been watching, too, and, and is that they don't have – a significant point guard to run the point the way Steve Nash does. Okay, when Dwight Howard is now, who is now hurt, um, doesn't seem to play the the, the system that D'Antoni does because Dwight is used to the half court offense where you you know post it down low, Dwight gets the ball, little move, forces away to the hoop and dunks it or tries to make a little small little bunny shot, you know, and then Paul Gasol, which seems to have the right talent. And the right mentality and the right flow to work in the system. He he seems more ideal than Dwight, and I think that's why Steve made sure that Dwight that um, Powell was going to be on the team if he signed with the Lakers because they were trying to get Powell. Powell was coming back from an injury. He uh, he should be back in the next game. Um, uh, if not, it may prolong another week. But he's all, he's just about ready to come back. Dwight is going to be out for a while. This, this is an opportunity for the Lakers to, to see how they can get the rhythm, the flow going without Dwight Howard in there, who doesn't seem like he fits this style of play. It fits Kobe great. Yeah. Kobe's leading the league in scoring. Uh, their defense, is, the Lakers, has just been horrendous. And it, it, everybody's going to reflect back to the days where, you know, D'Antoni coached the, uh, the Knicks. But the system that D'Antoni, and you can relate to this because – you know, you're from the Phoenix area, is when Dan Tony coached the, the Phoenix Suns, the Suns had tremendous talent with, with, with Nash and everything. They had uh, the Matrix, you know, they had Joe Johnson, okay? Those are three great players right there. They also had somebody else in the mix, too. Um, but they, they, had a few, they had a strong starting five, and if it wasn't for the San Antonio Spurs... In their, yeah. <laughs> in their moment, when they were running the board there and winning their championships, and the Lakers with Shaq and all that going on, the Phoenix Suns would have won an NBA title. Matter of fact, yeah. when Amari Stoudemire, which is also part of that team, when Amari was a younger Amari without, without the bad knees. So you had Amari, you had Joe Johnson, you had the Matrix, and Steve Nash. You tell me those four, and their young prime years are not amazing. Yeah. Um, they probably should have beaten the Spurs the day that Amari Stardemire got hurt. No, he came off the bench in a, in a fight. Yeah. There was a team fight on the floor, and what happens when you step onto the court, you get suspended automatically. Amari made that mistake, and it, some people are calling that that was why the Suns lost a game seven in San Antonio because they didn't have Amari that night. With Amari in that middle, the force he was at that time – with his great jumping ability, which he doesn't quite have anymore, Suns go to the NBA Finals. And they don't lose that Finals because the opponent was the New Jersey Nets with Jason Kidd, and they had a good team. But there was no way they were going to beat, the Nets were going to beat them. Well, the closest the Suns have got was the Conference Finals. And some of the Conference Finals, it was Dallas one year. Many... Uh, I think it was like for three years they've done, they went up against L.A. and they come all the way to a game seven and they didn't even win the game. They couldn't even eliminate them. And, you know, you know, they're at some points where they're just one game away from the, eliminating the Lakers and going to the 
NBA Finals, but yep. then the Lakers always came back and won the series. Well, Lakers just don't have the bench anymore. They don't have those players, Caleb. They don't have – I just told you, you know, and let everybody know just now that what happens right now, Dwight Howard's out. Paul Gasol's been out. They're two big men. There's nobody who can fit in that role. They, they're very thin right after the starting five, and especially when their starting five is not playing well together. There is time to get this together for the Lakers. There's time for them to play as a team. I watched them closely last night. They got blown out by OKC. Oh, and yeah. That was, it was, I can see that was frustrating because the night before they played the Spurs, and yeah. it looked like they were getting some rhythm. It looked like they were getting this D'Antoni and Steve Nash system down. And then they went up against OKC, and it was they were blown out. Exactly. Gone. Just just like, like last a year. Don't okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but you know Oklahoma City, they had they they had James Harden, but now they traded him to Houston. So he's in Houston now, but it looks like they're still doing good without him because they still have Kevin Durant, one of the star players for them. But I think Oklahoma City. They've uh, they've come so close to the championship, and you know they just can't can't really get the championship in the right hand because when Who's you go up against them? the uh, Eastern Conference teams, Miami, right. and um, I think LeBron James has just been used as a little tool mm -hmm. for the Heat. It's just basically giving so have, him a key to unlock the championship. So all you have right now are the Spurs. Spurs, yeah. And OKC in the West. Yeah, I mean. And then who's in the East? So this is the East, what we see right now in the well, West. Nobody else in the with, West can compete with those two. With, with, with Derrick Rose, it'd be Chicago. Okay. Because Chicago and Miami have had a great rivalry. It's always came close to at least a game six or seven. And then a, uh, another team in the East... I mean, I'd say Indiana, but they're not really doing so good right now. No, they fell off. So, and then they have a talent, young group of guys, but it hasn't merged yet. Exactly. I mean, another team I'd say would be New York, but Amari Stoudemire's been out. It's been causing them to collapse. So just because they got Stoudemire, I don't think they're going to go all the way. So there's a lot of teams I'd say. Yeah, you're but right. The Knicks, it, the Knicks have that issue. It's a lot you're of right. bad luck happening in the Eastern Conference. And that just gives Miami to win it. So with that. Okay, so we're going to take a break here for a minute. You're listening to Speaking of Sports. You're on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. You're tuned in to Speaking of Sports on Voice America Kids. Now, back into the action. Welcome back to Speaking of Sports here on the Kids Star Radio Network. And on the Voice America Kids channel, we're broadcasting live from the Microsoft Store in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. So, um, moving on, to talk about the NBA, we'll talk about more about the NHL, the National Hockey League, and uh, again, this lockout has come to an end, and um, they have signed a new CBA agreement, a 10-year collective bargaining agreement for the players, 
so they won't be having this lockout again for the next 10 years. So that's going to be huge, so we don't have to worry about that. But on top of that, it's been a very hard year for the NHL. They had to cancel the Winter Classic, which was supposed to be in uh, Detroit, Michigan. They had to cancel the 2013 All-Star Game, which was supposed to be in Columbus. So a lot of huge events being canceled. One thing that's not going to be canceled, though, is going to be the Stanley Cup Finals. So that's going to be huge. Can't wait to see who's going to be the champion. And, you know, last year, last season, I'd say, uh, was the LA Kings. They entered as the lowest seed in their conference, and I'd say ever in the NHL because the lowest seed in the uh, Eastern Conference is Ottawa, and uh, they were, I think they were probably the better team, even though they went up against New York in Game 7 and got eliminated. But Ottawa is a great team, but L L.A., I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the other team slacked, and, uh, you know, you never know what happened, but... Uh, it's basically, it started out during the season, and for L.A., they lost against a couple shootouts in overtime, and that's what caused them to get that number eight seed. And um, they started out the season as going up against the number one seed, the Vancouver Canucks, and they got blown out because Vancouver had lost the Stanley Cup the, uh, the last year against Boston in Game 7 in a 4-0 to zero game blowouts so that was uh, huge Boston ended up winning uh, on Vancouver's ice and uh, the Canuck fans got so mad they caused a riot so very uh, interesting but you know never want that to happen to the Canucks again it's it could be very frustrating when you win the Stanley Cup but you know you just have to go with it but this year was more frustrating because they got eliminated in a series sweep against L.A. I mean, Vancouver did win once, but that was all. So L.A. ended up being Vancouver in a shootout. And they got the number one seed, and they got eliminated in the first round against the lowest seed. And then they, the Kings, they went up against the number two seed. The next round, was the, which was the St. Louis Blues. And same results, a series blowout. They went on. They defeated St. Louis. And, uh, you know, not really a shock. I, I think St. Louis is a great team. But, you know, when you went, go up against them, they can cause a little bit of mistakes, we can see. And then they went up in the West, Western Conference Finals against the Phoenix Coyotes. The Coyotes had, probably had the best season yet overall because uh, the past two years in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they got eliminated in the first round in uh, 2010. They're entered in as a number four seed, and uh, they won against Detroit. It came down to a game seven, and uh, Detroit won that game. And then the following year, 2011, they were entered in as a six seed. And they took on the number uh, third seed, Detroit. That time, it was a blowout against Detroit, but Detroit got eliminated the next round against San Jose. So. Detroit didn't end up going nowhere anyways, but then this year, they uh, they started the Stanley Cup playoffs. They took on Chicago. They uh, took out Chicago in Game 6 to go on against Nashville, and Nashville is the one that beat Detroit in the first round. So it was huge. And uh, so the Coyotes wouldn't get to take on Detroit again in the playoffs, but they took on Nashville. You have to take down them, and uh, it looked like an easier series. And then they went up against L.A., and L.A. showed without a doubt that it was really too easy for them as they ended up defeating the Coyotes in a series sweep, which was a 4-1 to one series. So, you know, the Kings went up, ended up going to the Stanley Cup final against the New Jersey Devils. The Devils, they, uh, they started out, their playoff season as a very close to elimination. They they were in number six seed. They went up uh, against a number third seed, and uh, uh, it was game seven against the Florida Panthers first series, and uh, it was overtime. Went up to a double overtime in New Jersey, won that series. They ended up eliminating Philadelphia in the series blowouts. Then they went to the conference championship against the number one seed. 
the New York Rangers and uh, New Jersey ended up shocking the Rangers to win uh, the Eastern Conference. So very exciting for them. So they went up against L.A. in the Stanley Cup play final. Uh, once again, L.A. won the first three games. But New Jersey just started to start this little comeback. They defeated L.A. in Game 5. Then they defeated them in... Uh, no, they defeated them in Game 4. And then they defeated them in Game 5 on their home ice. Then in Game 6, L.A. Won defeated uh, New Jersey in a 6-1 to uh, win over NJ to win the Stanley Cup title as a number eight seed and you know it's very interesting to see a lowest seed in the NHL win the Stanley Cup you know it's not really normal I'd say so yeah so moving on from the NHL also reminder that the NHL season will start January 14th so it'll be very interesting a very short series of 40 game season and uh, it's going to be a very short season, but it's going to be very interesting. So we can't wait to see this. So moving on from uh, the NHL to the MLB, we talk about spring training is coming soon. And uh, it's still maybe winter right now. It's still maybe cold outside. But, you know, it's, uh, it's getting to the point where it's time to bring out the heat again. And uh, spring training is coming. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge year because um, – even though San Francisco, they they were the World Series champions, and they uh, defeated Detroit in a series sweep, four to zero. So very exciting for them. They won the World Series, and uh, Cornelius, I think you um you were there at the were you there at the 2012 World Series, right? Uh huh. So um basically so the last uh, three. The last three. Oh wow. So. Um, I mean, the Giants, they won the 2010 World Series, but then they didn't even go to the postseason, uh, the postseason in 2011, and, uh, in 2012, they just came back, and, uh, I think in 2011, I think they had too much injured players, they weren't able to get enough to go to the postseason, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, w what's your opinion, like, what, why, what do you think, uh, how do you think they didn't go to the postseason in 2011? What I saw was this, it was the same nucleus, uh, not of the same players, but the same type of players. Uh, they, you know, Buster Posey was hurt in 11, so that helped hurt their team greatly. Uh, the guys that they had on the team in, in 2010, so a lot of them are not there anymore. Okay, um, so they felt the, fill those needs back up. Um, they, they, you know, an Angel Pagan in center field they got from the Mets. What a great pickup! How about the, the the trade at the deadline they made? The trades at the deadline they made um, to pick up Scudero, which turned out to be the MVP of the series. And he basically was the best player out there besides Posey on that team offensively. So. Uh, uh, nobody expected Marco Scudero to be that kind of a player. He's a good player. He's always put up around, you know, an average around 270-ish, and he, he was—he he just seemed to have a solid side to him. Uh, for some reason, he bounced around the league a little bit. I know Toronto was his first team, and he went over to the Boston Red Sox. For whatever reason, they, the Red Sox are still looking for a shortstop, and they had one in Scudero, you know, with a green monster there. would have been perfect, but... Um, that's, this goes to show you where the Red Sox are right now with their talent level. Um, but for the Giants itself, uh, the core was that pitching staff. Uh, they, they, they pretty much had the, the main guys. You know, Litzikim basically wasn't a starter, but didn't he come up out of the bullpen this year and was a tremendous need. They have um, a very solid bullpen this year, this past season, I should say. You know, they lost their their ace with injury for the season, and they picked up the slack for it. Uh, but that, that's to say that any other team could have won a World Series. Uh, it's just the way they won it. They, they swept. The Detroit Tigers uh, swept the New York Yankees in the ALCS. The Yankees looked horrible. Oh, yeah. Okay? I mean, they looked like a huge embarrassment. Yeah, they looked, they looked horrible. Um, they, they basically... We're batting like a 111. I mean, they they had no nobody hit the ball. 
and if they had chances, it just it just seemed like it was pulling teeth. Their pitching, the Yankees, was good. Kept them in the games, but they just couldn't pull it off. I, I think what really cost them was Derek Jeter getting injury. injury. It hurt. It did it, hurt. It really hurt them. Cause, because that's one guy who could have gotten one more, one bigger hit or one big hit that could have helped them win a game or two and then things turn around a little bit and loosen up the team. Because sometimes it takes a win or a big play to loosen up a team. Um, and But what I'm getting to is the Tigers – on their side, they didn't play very well. No. They just played a little bit better. They just had a couple of timely hits by Del- Delman Young. Okay, the clinching game in game four was basically, um, it was a blowout. But that, uh, but even then, what I'm getting to is the Tigers weren't playing that well as no. a whole. They had a couple no, of guys that came through for them. So what, you, what you're getting was in a World Series was a team like the Giants that was clicking on all cylinders and a team like the Tigers that everybody was hyped up because they beat the Yankees, which gave them a little extra hype, And t- but they had Justin Justin Verlander. They, they, they were hyping it, but they didn't see what really happened in that series. They weren't playing that well, and it showed it when they got swept by the Giants. So the yeah. Giants have won two out of three. Well... Will, uh, World Dar- Series. Yeah. Will Derek Jeter like ever, re- like, will he return just in time for spring training, or will Derek Jeter ever like return to the MLB like next season? Yeah, it, he's he's on schedule to come back on opening day. Um, what what as ironic here? I think we're running out of time though. But what's ironic about the Yankees is the injury to Alex Rodriguez. His surgery came late, which baffled everybody. But I, I see it as a blessing because they need to know how to win without A-Rod. They need to win without the A-Rod cloud over them. And and is A-Rod really on – is that it? Is, he, it's, is it done? Is he done? Or, you know, what can he provide to that team? Is he an everyday player? And this has actually given the Yankees a chance to move on and live without that cloud or understanding what, what dependence of Alex Rodriguez because we don't know – as, as, as fans don't know what we're going to see with Alex Rodriguez um, with his injury. And he won't come back until July. So Kevin Euclid is there. So we'll see what happens if it's an upgrade with numbers and stats. Um, so, it's a, so what it does for Derek Jeter is it gives Derek a chance to DH more. It may even allow him to play third base a little bit and get kind of transition over to third like Cal Ripken did. Um, so we'll see a lot about Derek Jeter's future as a Yankee, about where he's going to be playing and how it's set up. They are going to be looking for their next shortstop this season, the New York Yankees will be, because they got to make sure Derek is healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge. But, uh, you know, uh, talk about this all day, but, but uh, we're, uh, we're out of time here on Speaking of Sports. Yes, we uh, Once again, uh, we're live here from the Microsoft Store, and uh, – in Scottsdale, Arizona, Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. Uh, thanks for listening here for Speaking of Sports here on the Kids Star Radio Network and on the Voice America Kids channel. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to Speaking of Sports on the Voice America Kids channel. Make sure you come on back next week for another great show. of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.